Welcome back into KMN Daily. Kyle Cushman here alongside Nigel Gebechin, and we're back here talking about the conference finals. We took a few days off, but we're back here. There were a few game sevens. We've got the conference finals already, and we actually had a game last night as well. But today, it's less going to be recapping what happened last night and more talking about our thoughts on these conference finals, what's coming up, and just generally our expectations going into these things. So quickly, before we jump into things, Nigel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, Labor Day, a relaxing kind of day, even though the weather's not great outside. Uh, a very enjoyable day to spend with family. Uh, again, and then we get back to school tomorrow, first day of school. Very exciting times for us in our lives right now. Yeah, jumping right back into the deep things with, what is it, like a six-hour? Six-hour, yeah. So, got to love that. That's the uh, starting point here, just diving right into the deep end. Yeah. But uh, before we get into the uh, conference finals and everything uh, from today, or just co- going forwards, excuse me, uh, September 7th is an important date in the uh, hockey calendar. Uh, to remember uh, back nine years ago now, the 2011 Lokomotiv Yaroslavl team that tragically uh, crashed uh, en route to a game in Minsk. Uh, numerous, numerous lives were lost there. And so on a day that usually isn't important on the NHL calendar when we have the conference finals coming up. Uh, it's, it's actually a day on the NHL calendar that matters. So uh, going forward today, first of all, uh, are, we're remembering that locomotive Yaroslavl team today and the many prospects and known players that were on that team because it wasn't just the likes of Pavel Dimitra on that team. There was many, many players on that team that lost their lives that day. And hopefully tonight uh, we see some kind of moment of silence or, or tribute video from the NHL because September 7th is usually uh, a late date in the off season rather than the conference final. So hopefully we, hopefully we see something there today, but uh, there were 10 KHL teams in action today. All of them uh, had a moment of silence before their games and had a commemorative patch on their jerseys. So uh, it's important to remember them on uh, September 7th every single year, but let's get into the, uh, the positivity now and the action because we've got two conference finals coming up. And uh, two matchups that uh, definitely weren't the most exciting ones going into things, but shape up to be very, very interesting stylistically. And let's start on this Eastern Conference. We've got the Tampa Bay Lightning going up against the New York Islanders. Of course, Tampa has a bit of a break here uh, going into this first game, uh, a few days off compared to the rest of the teams who all went to Game 7 there. So going into the series, Tampa has that rest. We haven't really seen that play in at all uh, during these playoffs so far. The Islanders, on the other hand, a grueling seven-game series against Philadelphia. Had a pretty easy time in that game seven, but a couple overtime games in that series, some late comebacks. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But before we really start to dive into things here, Nigel, your thoughts on that Eastern Conference final matchup? Yeah, I, I like you said, I don't think it's the one that you know many people probably would have expected coming in, but I think it's going to be a really, really good matchup. Obviously, you have the high-flying tempo of Tampa Bay up against the uh, defensive style of New York. And, you know, I've seen the, the people say on Twitter that, you know, New York's the most boring team to watch. And I don't think New York, New York is essentially a boring team to watch. I think they make teams boring who are usually exciting. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple two ones, a couple one nothing games, even potentially very low scoring games this series. Something that's not characteristic for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but something that the New York Islanders are going to have to force them to do if they want to succeed in this series. Uh, but I, I love watching the Islanders. I think as someone who appreciate good defensive hockey and as someone who appreciates, um, you know, quality goaltending, quality team play lines one through four, uh, defensive pairings one through three. I think they're a really fun team to watch. So I'm really, really excited for this series. 
Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting because to this point, the Islanders have been able to kind of use their style against teams, make them play to their defensive style, shut them down in the neutral zone, limit all the uh, chances in close and, and basically that home plate area in front of the net uh, and convert on their chances as well. Uh, for starters, I don't think many people thought the Islanders would get to this point. Uh, no. But a lot of people yeah. have underrated this Islanders team, myself included, just given uh, kind of the just kind of looking at their roster and not really having the true, true high-end talent outside of Matt Barzell. And so when you look at that team and you're, you kind of underestimate them, but when you factor in the head coach there and Barry Trotz, the style that they play, everyone buys in. And the fact that it, if you really think about it, their high-end players probably score 15, maybe even 20 more points if they're playing in that freer style like a Tampa Bay yeah. or oh, Toronto sure. do. But playing in this defensive style, if you're if you're up two nothing, three nothing, you're not taking any chances no. if you're on the Islanders. So instead of getting those uh, kind of running up the score in some cases, we don't really see that from the Islanders that much. And kind of the trickle down effect is that of that is we kind of underrate their top end players. And whether that's your Matt Barzells, your Anders Lees, your Jordan Everly's, Anthony Beauvillier, who's had an incredible playoff, we kind of underestimate their top six. And then when you look at their bottom six, it's just grinders left, right, and center. Uh, J.G. Paggio has been an excellent addition there to really help uh, bring that third line to that next level. And then the defense is kind of a ragtag group of people that has really clicked, uh, whether you look at uh, the top pairing of Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock, uh, deeper in the lineup, some of the veterans there like Nick Letty. Everything is really gelled to the Islanders team. Andy Score, Green sorry. there yeah, especially. I just yeah, to throw that in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your boy Andy Green. <laughs> yeah. But uh, th- this is a very interesting Islanders team that d- that isn't the, the kind of mold that we expect from teams right now in the NHL where it's you have four or five big dogs that really carry you and then you have solid depth. This Islanders team really only has a couple big dogs in their lineup and the rest is just playing to this incredible, incredible structure that is – basically steamrolled their way through these playoffs. Obviously, the, the Flyers series went to seven, but the games that the Flyers won were all in overtime. So yeah. it, this, was, this has been a very, very impressive uh, playoffs for the Islanders. Do you think that they can continue this against the Tampa Bay Lightning? I do. Uh, maybe that's a hot take, but I think if you can shut down the Washington Capitals in the, in the way that they did, who, in my opinion, are a top three offensive team in hockey, and I think there's stats to back that up for sure. They're right up there as one of the best offensive teams in hockey. There's no way that... Obviously, I think Tampa's a better team, better offensively, more weapons, but also Steven Stamkos is out for this round, which, you know, that's nothing new. He's been out all playoffs, but um, that's just another... That's one less uh, weapon that, you know, New York has to worry about. And I think that... I think they have a really good shot to win this series. I think it's definitely going to go six or seven games. Just the way they play, I think, matches up perfectly against Tampa Bay. Um, but in the same token, to play you know, the other side of the coin, uh, I said this about Columbus when they went up against Tampa Bay after what they did to Toronto, and they made Toronto completely play their style of play. And then in that Tampa-Columbus uh, series, Tampa was able to control the game pretty much every game, except for that game one that went to five overtimes. So... I I don't know if Tampa's good enough to play their own style against New York, fair enough. But I think New York's the best defensive team left, obviously. I think we'd all agree on that. And if they're able to just play, you know, limit Tampa's offense to 75% even, I think they have a really good shot in the series. Yeah, that that's a very fascinating aspect of all of this. And on the Tampa side of things, obviously not having Stamkos come back 
really hurts. But but you look at how they've done so far in these playoffs. Obviously, a little bit disappointed to not get that number one seed in the round robin, but made quick work of the Columbus Blue Jackets after that crazy, crazy game one. Uh, Made quick work of the Bruins in round two here and now in the conference finals. Uh, You would almost argue that this is their biggest test, even though they did go up against the Boston Bruins who won the president's trophy. So yeah. uh, this is this is definitely a very interesting series in that regard. Uh, before we move on here, the one thing that I will say is that with Columbus, uh, they were much more reliant on stellar goaltending. The Bruins yeah, just kind of tried to match uh, what Tampa does and, and failed to do so. The difference here for the Islanders is that they don't rely on a goaltender standing on his head to play that really good defensive style. They have good goaltending numbers because they don't allow very many high danger chances. And this is going to be really interesting to see over this series, whether Tampa is going to be able to be the first team in these playoffs to break through that defensive structure and get in and get those home plate shots, get those high danger chances uh, with these high quality players that they have. And in the bottom six, grind down uh, the rest of the Islanders team and, and just try to frustrate them essentially. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and we'll get the first taste of that tonight. But uh, definitely not the crazy high-flying series that we were maybe expecting uh, no, uh, based on yeah. how these playoffs would maybe play out with some of the high-end teams making it through. Tampa has. Uh, the rest of the Eastern Conference is not. It's the Islanders there. Uh, but stylistically, this is going to shape up to be one heck of a series. On the Western side, though, it's actually kind of similar when you look at things. You've got the, the Vegas Golden Knights that are a little bit comparable to the Tampa Bay Lightning and the fact that they're kind of this high-flying offensive team uh, I, I, they, they have some defensive structure as well as this Tampa, uh, but comparable teams there. And then on the other side, you've got the Dallas Stars, who are kind of the Western Conference's equivalent to the New York Islanders and the fact that they've got some high-end talent there. Uh, but this season especially, they've played this really strong defensive style. We saw the offense kind of come out in that, in that last series against Columbus, but or sorry, not Columbus, Colorado. Uh, but in, in that first game that we saw last night, it was that defensive style that came back out to play, winning one nothing uh, with Anton Hudobin back in net. And uh, definitely not the game one I was expecting in that series. Uh, no. But again, this is a very interesting stylistic matchup going into the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and I think why Dallas has you know, been so impressive to me is just the versatility we've seen from series to series uh, thus far in the playoffs. I mean, that first series against Calgary, uh, you know, they had to play a bit, you know, a bit more offensive in some games, a bit more defensive in most game, both game or in some games rather. We saw both sides. Uh, and then last round against uh, the Colorado Avalanche, you know, probably the best offensive team so far in the the bubble. Uh, you know, they, they, some games they had to win 5-4, other games they had to, you know, I mean, most of the time they're giving up at least three goals, but they still were able to limit the chances that, um, you know, we're facing Anton Hudobin or Ben Bishop or whoever's in goal for them. So I think just the versatility of being able to be a team that can score six or seven goals in a game, as we saw last round, but then also win a game 2-1 like we saw in the first round. Um, I think that's what makes them, or, or even one nothing, I should say, because <laughs> we've already seen it happen in this round. Uh, I think that's what makes them, you know, stylistically really interesting to watch and, you know, one of the most fascinating parts of this playoff so far. And then on the other side, uh, Vegas has just been, you know, this offensive juggernaut essentially who is, you know, they were faltered a bit there by Thatcher Demko's unreal run. One of the craziest things I think most hockey fans <laughs> have ever seen in the playoffs. Um, but other than that, they've been able to score at will pretty much in these playoffs. So I think, you know, I don't think every game this series is going to be one nothing like the first one. Um, I think Vegas, 
I mean, Pete DeBoer said they didn't deserve to win that game. And yeah, they didn't really play their best game, that's for sure. But I think ultimately this series is going to come down to who goaltender is better, who which goaltenders are better. Um, because we saw in that first game, I mean, obviously Kudobin didn't have to face a ton of quality, but he, he saved what he had to. And although Fleury still had a good game, he let in that one goal, and that's ultimately how they lost. Uh, so, I mean, you could say this about any series, but this one especially where the teams are so evenly matched um, with their offensive prowess and even their defensive ability, I think that the goaltending matchup in this one is a really, really fascinating one, especially because I don't think Robin Leonard's played as well as he could have in some games, although I, I think he's been solid. I think he has another level. Um, and I think Anton Hudo, and same thing. In some games, he's been elite, like we just saw, and in other games, he's been terrible, like we've seen uh, in some games against Colorado. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I'm really excited for it. I think, uh, you know, I think whoever wins that has a really good shot to win the cup, obviously, on both sides. They can have a good <laughs> shot to win the cup. You're one of only two teams left. But, uh, yeah, but I'm really excited for that Western Conference Finals. I'm glad you mentioned the goaltending there because that that's kind of something that's a little bit weird because it's a, a tandem that they've kind of gone back and forth and don't have a clear-cut starter on versus somebody who's been thrust into a starter role from being yeah. one of the most prominent backups to now having to start and has done very, very solid. And that role has really started to pick up steam these last couple of games. And then there's the wild card of Ben Bishop. And if he does come back, if they decide to put him back in and how that goes as well. So uh, the goaltending there is definitely a storyline to keep an eye on. Uh, going into that first game, though, I wasn't expecting one nothing by any no. means. And I wasn't no, expecting no. Dallas to be on top. Because when you look at, at the last series that they played, both of them went to seven. Both of them ended on the same day there. Uh, but you look at Vegas, and even though it went to seven, they dominated Vancouver for six out of seven games, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but ran into, ran into incredible goaltending. You look on Dallas's side, they were up 3-1, uh, as was Vegas. But uh, Colorado comes back in a much more dominant way, and then they have to fight all the way to game seven. So... I wonder if the way that the two series played out maybe affected how t how both teams played in game one there. Because if you're Vegas, you really haven't been tested in any kind yeah, of way, really, in, in multiple, multiple days. And you look at Dallas, and they've been tested night in, night out against the Colorado Avalanche. So you wonder if that maybe played into the start of things because Vegas looked really lethargic early on in that game going up against a, a step up in competition there. In Dallas and Dallas looked ready to go from the get-go obviously scoring on the first shot from John Klingberg there and that's all she wrote in that game so I wonder if that played in a little bit and we'll start to see both teams start to settle in as the series goes on but two very very interesting conference finals matchups for sure uh, going ahead here uh, let's start to get into our predictions here we'll start back on the Eastern Conference side here we've got Tampa and the New York Islanders we talked about how the series shapes up from both of our perspectives who do you think goes to the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, like I said, I think this can be a really close series. Um, like everyone, Tampa's been in so far, pretty much. But I, or um, sorry, New York has been in so far. But I, I honestly think the New York Islanders are going to make the Stanley Cup final. And call me crazy, Ooh. but I think in seven games, the New York Islanders are going to be just I, based off what I've seen from them so far in the playoffs. They've shut down Philadelphia, who I thought looked unreal. I mean, we all thought they looked unreal, and obviously they they really stalled against the Canadians. They were never able to get it back. Uh, come the series against the Islanders, but if they're able to shut down that Philly offense, which was the hardest in the league for the second half, and if they're able to make that power play look awful, which was, again, one of the hardest in the second half, obviously, you know, it's a different breed with Kucherov, Point, Palat's playing unreal right now. Headman, obviously, on the blue line. But I, I just, I have a feeling that they're going to be able to do it. Um, Barry Trotz, in my opinion, is the best coach in hockey. I still yeah. stand by that. And 
I think he has, you know, an, some cards up his sleeve that he's going to be able to play here, and I think he's going to be able to get it done in seven games. I like the pick. It's definitely a gutty pick uh, going up against Tampa there, but I just can't pick against Tampa that the, the, the way that they've played to this point. They basically steamrolled through uh, Columbus outside of that first game. Steamrolled through Boston there, obviously, though, going up against Jaroslav Halak and not Tuka Rask, but uh, just the way that this Tampa team has been clicking, they've been getting incredible, incredible play from their top six, great play from their bottom six as well, just two different styles there. Uh, the defense has looked really, really strong. McDonough back in the lineup and has had time to recover as well. And then Andre Vasilevsky, since a bit of a rough start, has really started to turn things on recently. So when I look at this uh, Tampa team, they're out playing to make up for that lost year last year where they went out in embarrassing fashion. I've said it all year long. You've agreed with me. I'm getting Golden State vibes yeah. from Tampa here in that comeback season. Uh, and I feel like they continue to do it. I think that they get pushed a little bit by the Islanders here. It's definitely going to be a much lower scoring series. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of 2-1, 3-2 games, nothing too, too much more unless Tampa can really start to figure out the Islanders here. But I've got Tampa winning this one in six. I think that they do make it through to the Stanley Cup Finals and really start to push forward and try to make up for that year last year. And uh, the way that they've played to this point, uh, it's just really tough for me to go against them. But I got to say, the Islanders, if there was a team to knock them off, it would probably be the Islanders at this point. So uh, very interesting matchup that we got here on the Eastern Conference side. On the West side, uh, a bit of an, a similar matchup, as we mentioned earlier, uh, in terms of Vegas and Dallas going head-to-head. -head. Who do you have coming out of that one? Well, obviously, you know, first game went to Dallas, but I still think Vegas is uh, should be the favorite in this series, and I still think they're going to win this series. Uh, I just think, you know, obviously Vegas has been down before. Uh, you know, well, Actually, no, they haven't been down in this series yet, but... Or were they? Against, not. Yeah, they, yeah, they haven't. Okay, so they haven't been down before, but they, they were tied one-one with one, yeah. uh, Vancouver at right. one point. But uh, but we'll say they've been down before in my head. Uh, they, you know, they've <laughs> overcome adversity before, but uh, they're down against Thatcher Demko. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think you know that's actually a good thing. Like they lost two straight games in that series. They didn't. I thought they might have lost their head in that third period. They're going. Uh, in that game seven against Vancouver, I would have been freaking out if I was one of those players, but they're able to keep their cool, keep doing what they had to do. Didn't overcommit, didn't give up anything stupid. And they were still able to win that series, even though Thatcher Demko was playing the best hockey I've ever seen in my life. I think even though you're down one game in this series, obviously not a great start, but there's no panic. I don't think that dressing room, a lot of veterans, a lot, uh, you know, people have been there before. Pete DeBoer has obviously gone far in the playoffs before knows what he's doing. I think Vegas is still the better team, better offensively, better defensively. Actually, I wouldn't say better defensively, but just a step below defensively. And then, yeah, the goaltending is obviously a big question mark, but it is on both sides. Uh, so I still think Vegas has this in six or seven. I'd probably go six. I think they win five or four of the next five. Yeah, I agree in the sense that I think that Vegas is the better team, but I do have some concerns there. Uh, the fact that obviously Thatcher Damco played incredibly uh, that that kind of is something that has been a storyline that's been uh, talked about a lot. But on the opposite side of things, uh, the, the other big storyline out of that uh, series was the Vegas goaltending as well and just kind of the drama yeah. that came out between the crease there. And I just have some concerns there, whether it's with Robin Leonard and not really reaching that A, A-plus game that we've seen from him or Marc-Andre Fleury and all the drama going on over there. I do have some concerns there. And on the That's opposite fair. side of things, the concerns that I've had with Dallas has basically been all written off because we've seen to this point that the depth has shown up in terms of scoring. The top end guys have scored as well. You look at Radulov in that game seven as well. 
uh, obviously with UL Kiviranta as well coming out to yeah. play. But you look at the defense, Klingberg has found that that really solid game that we saw from him, uh, not this regular season, but a couple years ago. He's found that form again here in these playoffs. Miro Heiskanen has found that next oh, level. He's yeah. one of it's the my favorites right now. And Anton Hudobin has done everything that they really have asked uh, of him. Uh, he's played average. Uh, he's had a couple solid games in there, but that's all they really need from him. They don't yeah. need him to be that A-plus guy to win them games. He just need, they just need him to keep them in games, and, and that's what he's done to this point. So for me, as, as painful it is, as, as it is for me to say, I've got Dallas winning this one in seven. Uh, I like Vegas as a team more. I think that they're the better team, uh, but just what I've seen from these teams to this point, I have more faith in Dallas being able to pull it off. I think it's going to be a very tight series back and forth. Uh, Dallas obviously winning game one last night in that defensive game, but I think it starts to open up more as the series goes on. And I, I like Dallas from both sides of things. I think they're the better defensive team. And I think that if the big guns can start going, they can just be a little step behind Vegas's offense. Uh, and that combination of offense and defense, I like that going forwards in this series. So I've got Dallas moving on here, which sets up for this nice uh, Stanley Cup Completely final. Completely different finals. We've yeah. got the uh, complete opposite. <laughs> I've got Tampa, Dallas. And you've obviously got the opposite there, uh, Vegas and the Islanders. I don't know if you want to do any cup picks right now or leave that later. Uh, I'm but done. I don't care. Either way, either way, those would be two fascinating, fascinating yeah. Stanley Cup finals. I'll let you go first, though, uh, with your Vegas and Islanders there. I So I, I picked Vegas at the start of the year. I actually, yeah, yeah I did. And I picked Vegas... Uh, at the start of the playoffs, and I, I got to stick with Vegas at this point I like just because I, I feel wrong to go away from it. Um, as much as, I, although I do think if there's a final between Vegas and New York, I honestly think it'd be a coin toss just because I think that'd be a really evenly matched series, like every New York series is, but I think it'd be super, super close, super contested. But yeah, obviously I'm going to stick with Vegas just because I've had them since the start of the year. Actually, I don't know if I had them this year. I think I had them in the finals losing to Tampa. Um, Maybe I don't fully remember. I had them in the finals, I know, but I got to stick did with you? Did you have – no, 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 no. I remember this now. You had Vegas-Toronto, and you had Toronto winning. No, that was last I, year. Was that last year? That was, that was me and Matt both had okay. that okay. last year. I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, okay, no, okay yeah. that's fair. Vegas yeah, has always been that. in the mix, essentially. Yeah, so, I hey, will always put Vegas it's a, in the It's mix. a good yeah. pick because just look it at works. them right now. I, I yeah. had Colorado throughout the entire year. Just missed out on that one. I was really hoping that we would eventually get to see a Colorado-Tampa series. Yeah. Won't get to see it this year, uh, which is a bit unfortunate. But I've stuck with Tampa throughout these playoffs. I really think that they've got that revenge tour going on right yeah. now. Uh, and everything is shaping up well for them so far. They won uh, dominant fashion round one, dominant fashion uh, round two. I think it's going to be a, le a little bit less dominant in that third round. Uh, but I've got Tampa winning the Stanley Cup this year over the Dallas Stars. I think Dallas... Uh, has done a good job to this point. I think they get through Vegas, uh, but I think that Tampa is just that one step too high from them. Uh, and even if there's that Stamkos wild card that starts to play in there in that Stanley Cup final, if they get to that point, um, I, I just think Tampa is just such a powerhouse this season. Uh, kind of yeah. took their took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit in the regular season. Obviously, COVID kind of messed with that plan, but they've come back full force in these playoffs and have looked every bit of the dominant team that they were in the regular season last year so i've got tampa winning the stanley cup this year sticking with my pick you're sticking with yours so yeah, far it's I, nice I, that that both I, of our teams that we picked have made it to this point but yeah uh, it, it's shaping up to be a great uh final or final couple series here for these playoffs i was just gonna say who 
Okay, so I, in my opinion, I don't think you can be disappointed with whatever happens from now on out if you're New York or Dallas. Do you agree with me on that? I think you completely overachieved. And then Vegas, if they make the cup and lose, I don't think you can really be that disappointed. Obviously, to lose a a second cup in three years would be really disappointing, but I don't think you're the best team in the Western Conference. I think it was Colorado, and you kind of got lucky that Dallas. I think the only team that could be disappointed if they don't win the cup is Tampa, just because they have so much talent and they haven't been able to do it in the last seven years with all this talent. And I think that this is their best chance they're going to get in out of any of these times. Obviously when they made it against Chicago, that Chicago team was unreal. Like that was a tough finals to win. Uh, and since they've been underachieving in the playoffs, right? So I think, would you agree with me on that, that Tampa? Yeah, I, I would know. agree. Uh, if you look at the, the roster construction of everybody, Tampa is the one that really needs to, to start winning things here. And, Last year was the lost year, and this year they're trying to make up for it. The Islanders definitely a little on the overachieving side. I think Dallas is a team that strives to make the conference finals here, but if you get anything more than that, uh, you consider that a successful series I, I, season. I think that they already consider it a successful yeah, oh, season. Sure. Vegas, uh, I kind of flip-flop on because you look at the amount that they're spending right now, and they're one of the teams that are right up against the cap. They don't have a lot of room to work with things, so – uh, they should be up in that Tampa territory. I, I think that they would be a little bit disappointed uh, if you don't go through and make the cup final and then win it. Um, I think that they have yeah, to strive to to win the Western Conference at the very least. Um, but I don't think that it, it's uh, as dire of a situation as, as it is with Tampa because Tampa uh, has just missed uh, so many opportunities, whether it's yeah. the year that they had tons of injuries and missed the playoffs whether it's last year where they get swept in the first round after having one of the most dominant regular seasons we've seen in recent memory or going through to the Stanley Cup final and losing to that veteran Chicago Blackhawks team. They've uh, swung and missed time and time again. This is a year that they really have to capitalize on. So I think that, yeah, Tampa would be really disappointed if they don't. Uh, I would say Vegas are content making the cup final, but would have that a uh, little bit of disappointment as well. But again, you've got basically all your core pieces there locked up. So this is a, a team that can make that run time and time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just hope that you don't turn into that Tampa that we've seen from the last few years or the San Jose in their prime and the, yeah. be the team that makes it to the conference finals, maybe makes it to a Stanley cup, but never pushes all the way through and actually wins the thing. But uh, I, I, I like that comment that you make there. Uh, it's, it's definitely at this point, I would say it's Tampa's to lose. I think you would agree. For sure. I agree. hundred percent. I just think they're going to mess up, but <laughs> that's just my hey, opinion. The, the track record that they've shown is that <laughs> exactly, once they get yeah. to the stage, they do. They, they've made the conference yeah. finals a couple times. Obviously we, we just mentioned it. They made the cup final, uh, back in 2015, I believe it was, and, and yeah. they haven't been able to break through. Uh, I just think that this is the year that they do finally breakthrough but we'll see how that plays out but uh just before we wrap up here do you have any final thoughts here heading in uh before we really start diving into these uh conference finals and start recapping these games going forward i mean yeah it's this is not the final four that many people would have expected and i mean the goaltending storylines of some of these teams are hilarious to me like you know what's going to happen with the islanders now what's going to happen with uh you know vegas now those are two big ones and then obviously ben bishop top three goalie in the league this year probably not going to see him for the rest of the playoffs i'd imagine uh, so the only team that really has their true clear-cut starter set is Tampa Bay. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky is a hell of a goalie. But I, I just I found that storyline. I mean, all throughout the playoffs, the goalie storyline was going to be interesting. And we knew when the, you know you add back-to-back games and so many games in short succession in the playoffs that we're going to have to see two goalies play for pretty much every team. Uh, Tampa's actually been able to get away with it pretty much mostly only playing Vasilevsky. They're one of the only teams I can really think of who've rocked yeah, with their starter. Yeah, I think they're the only for, team... 
uh, that's really made it through uh, that has only used one goalie to this point. Yeah. So I just, that's the big thing for me. Like, obviously I don't think we'll ever see a playoffs like this again, hopefully um, where it has to be played out in this order, but it has, it's really showed the, va- uh, the value of having a solid goalie tandem, I think, because you look at all these teams other than Tampa, obviously they have solid goalie tandems. Actually, I mean, Dallas does, but their starters out and their backups stepped up. But I mean, the two other teams, obviously Vegas and New York, both saw two of the best goalie tandems in the league. And then, yeah, uh, having a great starter like you do in Tampa, it's, Clearly, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is goaltending plays a huge part in the playoffs like we always <laughs> knew, but especially this year, I think it's really, really played a huge part. Yeah, the teams that have the two goalies that they've been able to go to have been the ones that have been able to make it through. And you look at three of the four teams and they've had to use both goalies in, in uh, decent capacity, whether mm-hmm. you look at Vegas using Leonard and Fleury pretty often, uh, Dallas having to go to Hudobin here, and, and uh, the Islanders who started with Varlamov and now looking forward might be having Grice as their starter heading in to the. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to have a shutout in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Semifinals <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then not, not go start. Back to yeah, so I don't know. To be but, fair, that just happened with Robin Leonard, but we'll see. True. Yeah, we'll see. but that was different. That was like a it, lot it of hockey, and yeah. yeah. We'll see how that goes, but uh, that basically wraps everything up for this KMN Daily. I'm excited to be back here talking about these conference finals. Uh, but just before we uh, we wrap up for this one, just something personally for me. Uh, September is Chiari Malformation Awareness Month. It's something that my dad was diagnosed with eight years ago. Uh, neurological illnesses are something that you don't really see on the outside. You don't see the difficulty that people are dealing with. Uh, whether it's the dizziness, uh, muscle problems, everything uh, that goes along with neurological Ill- illnesses, and then, of course, uh, the mental illnesses that go alongside those. So uh, September's Chiari Malformation Awareness Month. Uh, wanted to give a shout-out to that and, and my dad, who's a trooper, who deals with it every single day uh, and lives life to the fullest in spite of it. So uh, shout-out to my dad. Uh, shout-out to Chiari your dad, I uh, just want to give that before we wrap up awesome. here. But that does it for Cayman Daily today. We'll be back soon talking about these conference finals. See you then. <laughs>